Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A 15-year-old gymnast moves back to her hometown in Wisconsin. It made us all really happy that she was coming back. And after a week of summertime partying with friends... It was probably a little exciting to be where you're not supposed to be. She mysteriously vanishes. A dedicated team of investigators are on the case. She clearly indicated on the driver's side of one of the vehicles. But the facts aren't adding up. I didn't understand why she would go to that house. It didn't make sense to me then, and it doesn't make sense to me now. Then, a clue surfaces online that could solve the seven-year-old mystery. When I saw it, my heart just dropped. August 2nd, 2009. Hope Springer and her 15-year-old daughter, Kayla, have finally arrived at the familiar North Woods and sprawling potato farms of Antigo, Wisconsin. It's taken them 22 hours and 1,300 miles of highway to make it home. After a short-lived move to Texas, mother and daughter are overjoyed to be back where they belong. She was so happy, so happy. She just couldn't wait. I mean, there was this list of friends and family. I mean, everybody. She just couldn't wait to get back. Anago is your quintessential Midwestern town. Not much really happens there. I can imagine parents have always felt okay letting their kids, you know, go to friends' houses and play or ride their bike to the park. Antigo may be sleepy, but it's always been home to Kayla. Kayla and her 18-year-old brother Jimmy had a typical small-town childhood filled with family fun and outdoor adventures. We had a lot of camping, took the kids out, get them outside, that was my main thing. Oh, she loved Jimmy. She adored her brother. Oh, and they were such a pair, too. He watched out for her, which you don't get very often. Two months earlier, in June of 2009, just as Kayla finished her sophomore year of high school, Kayla's mother made a bold decision to pack up their things and move to Texas. Jimmy, Kayla's brother, had just graduated and decided to stay in Antigo with his buddies. 
Kayla would be leaving behind everything she loved, some of her family, friends, and Antigo High's gymnastics team. When she told us that she was moving, she was very upset. But I think that her mom really wanted this. There were some troubles. Jobs were hard to come by up here. And I got my family down in Texas saying, you know, Hope, come down here. Let's try to make a fresh start. I was mad. I knew that's what Hope felt was right at the time. But to me, it just felt like my best friend was being taken away. She didn't want to leave her home. I wasn't going to make her go. It was entirely up to her. She wanted to stay by her dad. I didn't want to pull her away from everything. Kayla's parents split up when Kayla was just a toddler. Not long after the breakup, her dad got sick with cancer. His treatment left him needing dialysis, so he moved back home with Kayla's grandparents, who could help care for him. We had the every other weekend schedule, but if they wanted to go by dad, I was more than willing to let him go. The more time they could spend with him, I, I felt was the best thing. Growing up, Kayla and her brother Jimmy moved freely between the two homes. And even though their dad was often sick, he's always played a big role in his children's lives. Oh, he loved Kayla. She was the light of his life, absolutely. She would say that how much it hurt her to watch her dad go through that in and out of the hospital. It really took a toll on her. I think her dad's health affected how she was, and I think maybe she concentrated on helping others, knowing she couldn't fix her dad. If I was sad or in a bad mood, she'd do something goofy. Make mom laugh, that was her goal. Make mom happy. So that June of 2009, Kayla was willing to give life in Texas a try to give her mom the fresh start she needed. So we kind of got all that situated and we headed down south. But after several weeks in Texas, prospects for a better life weren't looking promising. And Kayla's dad back in Wisconsin took a turn for the worse. He was deteriorating. If something would have happened to him and she wouldn't have been able to be there, that would have killed me. Because just as she's a big part of my life, she's just as much part of his. And then, when Hope and Kayla learned that the high school in Texas had no gymnastics team, Hope questioned her decision to leave Wisconsin. Ah, uh, the look on her face just broke my heart. Ever since Kayla was a little girl, tumbling was her thing. It was amazing to watch. It was absolutely wonderful. She loved it, and that made her happy. It made me happy. Back then, I couldn't even do a cartwheel barely. She was flinging herself all over the place all the time. She was a gymnastics fanatic. She literally lit up the entire team. She gave it her all, all the time. As a mother, Hope couldn't imagine Kayla's life without gymnastics. She knew it was time to admit defeat and move home to Antigo. We packed up and came back. You never want to wish something doesn't work out, but in this case, it, it made us all really happy that she was coming back because our group wasn't the same. There was a piece missing. Because I didn't really have a place at the time. I was staying with friends till I could find an apartment. She was gonna stay by her dad and that was all planned out. Even though Kayla's living situation is a bit unsettled for the time being, at least she's home. And she's eager to pick up where she left off with her friends. And that means having a good time. Friday, we would usually go to my house, get dressed up, we'd just hang out and figure out what the night's plans were. 
We would go to parties on the weekends. We would get rides with our friends that were older, and we would go as a huge group. Since she returned from Texas, Kayla has been using her grandparents' house as her home base, but spending her last summer nights hanging out, crashing at different friends' houses. We were trying to enjoy the last of our summer. On the night of August 9th, one week to the day after her return, she tells her mother that she's spending the night with her close friend, Natasha. I thought she was at Tasha's. I didn't get any call during the night or anything. So, you know, I thought everything was copacetic, I guess you could say. We had been with some guy friends. I mean, it was nothing like boyfriend material. We were just all hanging out. But the next morning, Tasha's mother notices the girls haven't returned from the night before. So she calls Kayla's mother to see if she's heard from the girls. Well, your heart drops. You know, what do you mean they're not home? Where are they? You know, I figured it was probably just another friend's house or something like that, and they just forgot to check in. The mothers believe the girls went to a party in Wausau, a neighboring city. Wausau and Antigo are about 35 miles apart. You would have to drive. There's not a main highway. There's no bus transport that would take you from one to the other. When I found out that they had went to Wausau, I was not a happy camper at all. Earlier that summer, the decision to move to Texas was not only for Kayla's mother's benefit, but for Kayla as well. Toward the end of Kayla's sophomore year in 2009, Hope started finding out that Kayla and some of her friends had been taking risks and experimenting, as teenagers often do. Kayla was starting to miss school a lot. I was getting a little bit worried about that. Thought maybe she was doing some other things I didn't care for. I know kids are going to experiment. It's part of growing up, but... The more I started hearing, the more I did not like. Two years earlier, in 2007, Kayla's friend Megan introduced her to a life outside of Antigo. I had been friends with this particular group in Wausau, but my close friends were here in Antigo. So I'm like, what's better than to bring my closest friends to my other friends? Wausau is probably quadruple the size, if not bigger than that, of Antigo. It's it was probably a little exciting to be where you're not supposed to be in a bigger city. At the time, it was just the highlight of what to do on the weekend. We would just go over there and we would just party till wee hours of the morning. The parties are epic, with lots of underage drinking and people of all ages coming and going. There was a lot of lying we had to do to our parents. My parents thought I was staying at one of their houses, and they thought they were staying at someone else's house. They never knew we were really in Wausau partying. At least my mom didn't at the time. There was a lot of nights that we would be running from the police because the party was busted. Now, two years later, with Kayla and Natasha missing, Kayla's mother, Hope, worries that the girls could have gotten into some trouble in Wausau, 35 miles away. Your heart starts sinking more, more things start going through your mind. Sensing something terrible has happened, the mothers agree to get the police involved immediately to help them locate their missing daughters. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. Have you ever heard the expression, perfect is the enemy of good? I think about that a lot, especially when it comes to my body and health, because perfect does not exist. It's a total trap. Noom isn't into this perfection thing either. Its unique approach is tailored to each person's psychology and biology. From coaching to recipes, Noom's app provides personalized information to help you on your journey, no one else's journey. I also think it's great that Noom doesn't restrict what you can eat, and it doesn't shame you for treating yourself. And treat yourself, you should. What's more, Noom's approach is grounded in science. They've even published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles about how they work. To date, Noom has helped more than 5.2 million people lose weight by helping them build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. So why not give it a try? Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. In August of 2009, just seven days after 15-year-old aspiring gymnast Kayla Berg returned home to Wisconsin, her and her friend Natasha's whereabouts are a mystery. The girls went out for some fun and never came back. Their mothers are so worried that only hours after the teenage girls are discovered missing, they decide to get the Antigo police involved. We were there starting to fill out the paperwork at the police department. And just as the women are about to hand in the missing person reports, Hope gets a phone call saying Kayla and Tasha are safe. So both girls by both parents got pretty good chewing out. I realized, you know, we did screw up and not tell anybody where we were. As it turns out, the girls were nowhere near Wausau, but spent the night at an outdoor party close to home without any means of contacting their parents. I was one of the few to have a cell phone. And the only reason I got one was because my older brother got one. So it it was hard to stay in touch. Without cell phones of their own, Kayla and Tasha were unable to update their parents with their whereabouts. Oh, mom was mad. Mom was very mad. And when Hope questions Kayla about Wausau, 
Her daughter admits she was there the previous Friday to see her friends. I told her, no wasa, no bumming around, and she agreed. Two days later, on Tuesday, August 11th, Kayla calls her mom just to check in with her. She tells Hope she's headed to Tasha's house. She says, we might walk around a little bit. I said, okay, that's fine. Tasha and her hung out throughout the day uh, at uh, Natasha's house. They went to the park. We hung out there for a couple hours, and then we walked back to my house because I had to get ready for work. Kayla's 18-year-old brother, Jimmy, is also at Tasha's house, hanging out with Tasha's older brother. It was just a regular, typical day, nothing out of the ordinary. At 5 p.m., Tasha says goodbye to Kayla as she leaves for her first day on a new job in a restaurant. Kayla stays behind and catches up with another friend of her brother's, 24-year-old Kevin. It was my understanding that they talked and kind of made the plans to uh, get together and maybe hang out later in the evening. Kayla returns to her dad's house, and a few hours later, around 8.45 p.m., she calls Kevin to come pick her up. Soon after Kevin arrives, Kayla tells her dad goodbye as she runs out the door. The next morning, Kayla's dad notices his daughter didn't come home. He calls Kevin, who says they just hung out, and then Kayla asked Kevin to drop her at a friend's house. He had done that with Kayla in the past, given her rides here or there, and some other kids too. It's understandable why she'd rather stay elsewhere. At her grandparents' house, Kayla has to sleep on a cot in the upstairs hallway. Not ideal for a free-spirited teenage girl. But another day comes and goes, and still, Kayla hasn't come home. I thought she was at another friend's house. Why, I don't know. I didn't double check that. It's now Thursday. Hope hasn't heard from her daughter since her call two days earlier, saying she was on her way to Tasha's. Worried, Hope decides to check in with Kayla's father, who she notices had tried to call her the day before. When I finally talked to her dad, he had said that she did not come home. And again, well, what do you mean she didn't come home? Well, she didn't come home. Although she's upset, Hope has learned from the girl's stunt the previous Friday not to push the panic button too quickly. I was told that Kevin had picked her up and was going to take her riding around. Like, okay. The question is, where is she now? The next morning, there's still no word from Kayla. Unable to get a hold of Kevin, Hope starts calling Kayla's friends to see if they've seen her daughter. And then, finally, she gets some information from Kayla's friend Beth, one of her teammates on the gymnastics team. Beth was working at the local McDonald's on that night, and Kayla had stopped in there to see her when she was with Kevin. At around 9.30 p.m., Kayla reportedly was her bubbly self, and in her brief visit, she lets her friend in on a secret. Kevin has a welcome home gift for her. She was hanging out with Kevin and they were gonna go smoke some marijuana and, and just drive around and hang out together. She was supposed to call Beth later that night when Beth got off of work and Beth never received that phone call. On the fourth day since Kayla was last seen, Hope's panic is soaring. But then she talks to her son, Jimmy, who tells his mom that he heard Kayla has been staying with a friend that Hope hasn't yet contacted. There was a lot of miscommunication at this point. On day five, Hope finds out that Kayla's brother Jimmy was misinformed. Kayla was never at that friend's house. 
And then, finally, she receives a text from Kevin. Kevin's response was that he dropped her off at her ex-boyfriend's house in Wausau. Hope knew Kayla was seeing an older guy named Miguel in Wausau before they moved to Texas, but she thought the relationship was over. He was 19 and she was 15, and no, that didn't work in my book. Miguel, along with his older brothers, are the ones who throw the big house parties in Wausau. I didn't approve. I didn't like it. It was a bad feeling. I didn't want her there. Hope hammers Kevin for answers. You're saying you dropped her off here. What was she wearing? I don't remember. Where did you drop her off? I don't really remember. There's a lot of one-way streets in Wausau. Desperate to find her daughter, Hope calls Miguel, the young man in Wausau that Kayla said she dated. He, too, says he hasn't seen Kayla. He's like, I don't know. I haven't talked to her. I don't know where she is. She, She never came here. It's now been six days since Kayla's disappearance. Hope has exhausted all avenues in the search for her daughter, and the chances of Kayla coming home seem to be dwindling with each passing day. Everything was going in different directions. You get that feeling in your gut, and you know this is not going to be a good scenario. For the second time in just over a week, Hope Springer heads to the Antigo Police Department to report her daughter Kayla missing. Now that it was real and actually happening, it was terrifying. It's Monday, August 17th, 2009, and Kayla Berg hasn't been seen or heard from by her close-knit group of friends or her family for six days. For a teenager thrilled to have moved back home just in time to start her junior year at Antigo High, Kayla's sudden disappearance after being dropped off at her ex-boyfriend Miguel's house in Wausau, 35 miles away, is puzzling. Kayla was 15 years old when she went missing. She was your pretty typical 15-year-old girl at that point. Kayla's mother has done all she can to try and locate her daughter. Now, it's time for the authorities to take over. She's still clinging to the hope that Kayla is somewhere with a friend. Initially, she was reported as a runaway on the 17th of August. We kept interviewing friends and family, looked to see if there was something more. One of my first thoughts was that she was in Wausau, but even if she was in Wausau, she still never went that long without calling someone. Then as this case kind of progressed, things weren't quite looking right. As the last known person thought to have seen Kayla before she went missing, police first questioned Kevin, Kayla's brother Jimmy's 24-year-old friend, who often gives rides to Kayla and her friends. Kevin's statement is that he uh, took her where Kayla wanted to go and, and she directed him to go to. I mean, it didn't really surprise me because Kevin always gave all of us rides, so I didn't really think anything of it. But then... There's one detail in Kevin's account about the address where he says she was dropped that raises a red flag for Kayla's family, friends, and police. While it is, in fact, Kayla's ex-boyfriend Miguel's house, Miguel doesn't live there anymore. I didn't understand why she would go to that house. We all were aware that he did not live there anymore. And come to find out later, she had supposedly been dropped off at this vacant house. It didn't make sense to me then, and it doesn't make sense to me now. After the county had deemed Miguel's house unfit for habitation about a month earlier, he rented a house about a mile away to move into. The previous Friday, 
The day before Kayla and Tasha stayed out all night in Antigo, Kayla went out to Wausau and saw Miguel at his rental house. Even if she was going to see this person, she knew exactly where this person had lived because she was there a few days prior. It's hard for Kayla's family to believe that Kevin just left a teenage girl with no money and no cell phone at a dark and empty house around 10.30 p.m. My daughter was extremely afraid of the dark. She had nightmares about people taking her and doing bad things to her. My understanding was he pulled in the driveway and, and she got out and walked up to the house and he backed out and left. So for her to get out in a vacant house that is completely dark with no one around, that's not my Kayla. But there's something else that isn't sitting right with the police about Kevin's story. It seems Kevin is the only one who knew about Kayla's plan to visit Miguel. I expected to hear from her, not necessarily that she would come back. She had a lot of friends, but she said that she would call me later. I was kind of waiting for that and never did. Even Kayla's brother Jimmy was left in the dark. And if he had known, he says he never would have left Kayla go there alone. Was Kayla hiding something she didn't want to tell her best friends or her family? Police are eager to talk to Miguel and find out what he knows about Kayla's possible whereabouts and why she would have asked to go to his condemned house. We had made some requests to Wausau Police Department to go over and make contact with him and check with him and check his house and see if she was there. His response was that the last time he saw her was about the Friday before she actually went missing at that gathering at his house. The Wausau Police check inside Miguel's rental house and find no evidence that Kayla has been hiding out there. They also check his condemned house and find nothing to suggest anyone has been inside. The details in this case are not adding up. It all starts to sound a little suspicious. It definitely raises some concerns and more to look at. It only takes three days and several interviews with friends and family for the Antigo police to elevate Kayla's status from a runaway to endangered missing child. We all just sat on my couch and cried because we didn't know where she was, you know, what had happened. Meanwhile, Kayla's mom is working hard to get the word out. It's like she just vanished. She did not run away. I mean, that's my true gut feeling. It's, it's not in her nature. Anytime her name was in the paper, out in the media, we had found that tips would come in. Police tracked down every lead to no avail. And then they receive a call that catches their attention. On August 26th, two weeks after Kayla's disappearance, police release photos to the media based on a credible Kayla sighting very close to home. And we had a report that she was seen in the Walmart and then seen leaving in a truck. So obviously we went into Walmart, got video. Security camera footage shows a young woman resembling Kayla getting out of a Ford Taurus and then leaving a short time later in a black pickup truck. Hope rushes to the police department to take a look for herself. As I looked at the video footage, watched the gait of this person, how they walked, that's, that's not my daughter. That, that's not Kayla. Part of me hoped that it was her to know that she was actually still alive. Then it was like, you know, there's still a million questions. You know, where is she? You know, is she okay? Is she just running? Even though the sighting is false, 
it stirs up speculation about what could have happened to the teen. Oh, I heard everything that people had seen her days after the missing persons report was filed, that they had partied with her after she had gone missing and stuff like that. And in time, the small town talk takes an ugly turn. A lot of people came crawling out of the woodwork after Kayla went missing. Everybody had their own theories. And obviously rumors fly around a high school. Oh, one of the big gossip rumors were that she had found out she was pregnant and the person in Wausau got very angry and killed her. For a group of 15-year-olds whose world has been turned upside down after Kayla's disappearance, the rumors are difficult to hear. I mean, our fun on those weekends was turned into something dark and dirty. And the only ones that could stand up for what we knew wasn't true was us, our friends. For Kayla's friends who know Miguel, it's hard to believe he could have harmed her. He was really nice towards Kayla, and back then, that's what every girl wanted. I mean, they wanted their fairy tale, and that's almost kind of what it seemed like. I was like, they're so good together. He was sweet to her. She adored him. And according to Kayla's friends, Miguel and Kayla's relationship might have been on the mend since she returned from Texas. It was a few days after she had gotten back. She had come over and said that she spent a night or two over there the past weekend. She just said that they were talking. She seemed pretty happy about it. So why would a teenage girl who has everything going her way suddenly vanish? As more information surfaces, those close to Kayla struggle to make sense of the murky details surrounding her disappearance. I don't understand why she would have gotten a ride to Wausau with Kevin when her boyfriend would have picked her up. He would have came because he was just as happy to have her back from Texas as we were. Stories aren't coinciding. Things aren't making sense. In every moment, I'm feeling more and more like she's not ever coming back. Seven weeks have passed since 15-year-old Kayla Berg was said to have been seen by her older brother's friend Kevin getting out of his car at Kayla's ex-boyfriend Miguel's condemned house in Wausau, Wisconsin. In an attempt to find Kayla, investigators stage an extensive search across the street from the vacant house where she was last seen. There was a lake, and that general area was searched, and there were some dog teams that were brought in. Then, one of the cadaver dogs gives some indication at a nearby pond, and a dive team is brought in to search the water. But they find nothing. Unable to find any proof that her ex-boyfriend Miguel or anyone else saw Kayla the night she vanished in Wausau, the police work to verify Kevin's timeline, since he was the last person known to see her that night. Kevin was a friend of Kayla's older brother. He used to come to the house. He stayed the night at the house. He ate at my table. I never felt anything off, never felt like he would hurt her, or I never would have allowed him to be in my house in the first place. Kevin has repeatedly told police he went home after dropping Kayla off just after 10.30 on August 11th, and his alibi checks out. The only person that says they saw him later that night is his mom when he would have arrived home. It takes a little over an hour to get from Miguel's house to Kevin's parents' house in Deerbrook, where he lives. 
and Kevin's mom has said she saw her son at home around midnight. As focus in the investigation turns to Kevin, he hires an attorney. I don't understand why someone would get a lawyer if they don't need one. If you didn't do anything wrong, what are you trying to protect? But Kevin has good reason. On October 26, 2009, more than two months after Kayla went missing, the Antigo police make a move. Kevin was charged with a reckless endangerment. And that stemmed from the fact that he had picked up this 15-year-old girl, drove her around, and they had smoked marijuana together. Now she's gone. Kevin pleads not guilty to the charges. To me at the time, I thought it was ridiculous because that's what we did. If we wanted to go somewhere, we would just ask and he would take us. He was kind of just like the protector of everyone since he was older. The latest turn of events hits hardest for Kayla's brother, Jimmy, who says Kayla's disappearance ended his long friendship with Kevin. If convicted on the charges, the 24-year-old could face up to 10 years in prison. Yet police still have no evidence linking him to Kayla's disappearance, and Miguel is still on their radar as well. So the next step in the investigation is to forensically search both of their cars. We had done some previous searches on Kevin's car through the use of an alternate light source and through the use of luminol. Some spots in the vehicle of interest were located, and then those were submitted to the crime lab for testing. Three weeks later, while waiting for the results to come back on Kevin's car, Miguel's vehicle is thoroughly examined. Police find a reaction to the luminol testing. There, too, found some areas that were of some interest and took some samples from his vehicle. Investigators remove a portion of the carpet from the car's trunk. But nothing substantial came out of that, you know, nothing to lead us in a particular direction. And while police say the test results from both Kevin and Miguel's cars come back negative, they aren't willing to comment further on the nature of the evidence. But before releasing the cars, the Antigo police deploys one more investigative tool. In December of 2009, I received a phone call requesting me to come up and conduct a sniff of some vehicles of a possible suspect in Kayla's disappearance. Officer Karen Corcoran's highly trained dogs only detect the odor of large human remains. Live scents or decomposed animal odors wouldn't trigger a reaction from her dogs. Police set up a line of vehicles, including Kevin's and Miguel's, and bring in Officer Corcoran and one of her dogs. None of them did I know were involved one way or the other in the investigation. So I took my cadaver dog, took her off traffic lead. She clearly indicated on one of the vehicles. Of the 10 cars lined up, Officer Corcoran's dog hits on Kevin's vehicle. While police find this suspicious, there is still no proof the scent of human remains is tied to Kayla or was left in the car while Kevin was operating it. Investigators need more to go on. We started subpoenaing cell phone records for uh, friends and family and our two main people that were mentioned, Kevin and Miguel. Cell phone activity confirms the story of what happened to Kayla before she went missing. Calls from Kevin's phone to and from Kayla's dad's house verify the two were talking before he picked her up. From there, there wasn't much activity on Kevin's phone. Then, right after Kevin's last call to Kayla at 9 p.m., his phone is either shut off or the battery dies, making it unable to trace. 
it isn't used again until after 2 p.m. the next day. As we looked closely at the records, it wasn't abnormal. That had happened in the past also. Miguel's cell phone records confirm that he and Kayla never talked the day she went missing, as he has repeatedly told police. But then, the detective comes across an unsettling detail. It appears that there was an old phone that he had registered to him that somehow hit off a tower in the Lincoln County area and north of Merrill. On the night of Kayla's disappearance, this cell phone pings in a county 40 miles north of Wausau, three hours after she was dropped off there at Miguel's condemned house. Two short calls are received. There was no conversation. It was a very short time frame, but it was overnight on the night that Kayla went missing. We uh, had a team that went out and searched in the general direction and area of where that cell tower pointed us, and we did not come up with anything. The Antigo police ask for an interview with Miguel to question him about the phone, but their request is denied. He was feeling like he was just being harassed by the family and by the police, and so then he kind of stopped talking with us. With the investigation heating up, the Antigo police bring in reinforcements. On March 29, 2010, they call in the National Guard to fly over areas of interest using thermal images. Those can show disturbances in the ground or potential areas where uh, something could be buried. And while no abnormalities are found, Detective Dooley invites Officer Corcoran and her dogs back to Antigo to get feet and noses on the ground. And we began very lengthy search of a lot of woods and fields and areas that may or may not be involved in her disappearance. And over the course of more than a dozen searches, months apart, the findings are telling. We came up with some more indications from the dogs and areas of interest. On two occasions, the cadaver dogs have indicated the scent of human remains. Each time, the property is linked to Kevin. The first hit is on Kevin's parents' property, where he lives, and the second is at the potato farm where he works. To date, the only thing I can say is my dog continually says, the odor of human remains is connected with one person of interest in a variety of different angles to it. But there wasn't enough information at this point to tie it directly to Kayla. And then, on August 8th, 2011, the Antigo police are dealt a blow to their case. Almost two years after Kevin was charged with second-degree reckless endangerment, a judge dismisses the charges due to lack of evidence, citing it was Kayla who directed Kevin to drive her to Wausau. Through it all, Kevin has insisted that all he did was drop off Kayla in Wausau and that he has nothing to do with her disappearance. And even though much of the investigation appears to focus on Kevin, police are still actively investigating all avenues. I do consider Miguel a person of interest in the case based on the fact that Kayla was dropped off at his house and we haven't had a good conversation with him. I have quite a few questions that I'd like to sit down and ask him and talk to him about. Meanwhile, time seems to stand still for Kayla's family and friends, especially her parents. You think about her every morning, you think about her every day and all night and whatever else. And then seven years after she goes missing, 
a clue surfaces that blows the investigation out of the water, and a new nightmare begins. There was a video posted. <laughs> when I saw it, my heart just dropped. Since Kayla Berg went missing on August 11, 2009, it's been all hands on deck to find the missing teen. The police have expanded their efforts by reaching out to other agencies for help. The FBI put up a $20,000 reward for information that will lead to arrest and conviction of anyone responsible with Kayla's case. A flyer showing an age-progressed photo of Kayla has been sent out nationwide. The National Center for Missing Exploited Children distributes those posters all over. We've had tips in Florida and Texas, out east, out west, you name it. Despite all their efforts, every lead, every tip, every rumor has led to a dead end. The not knowing is torture for Kayla's friends and family who can't help but think the worst. You think, is she locked away somewhere? Is she safe? Or is she scared and wanting to come home? On Saturday, October 8th, 2016, over seven years after Kayla went missing, a nightmare scenario surfaces when an old YouTube video is sent to the Antigo Police Department. The disturbing video was anonymously posted on YouTube in October 2009, exactly two months after Kayla's disappearance. But it was never connected to Kayla until it went viral in the fall of 2016. We got an email with this video that showed up with this male subject saying he's found a new girlfriend and wanting to share this with his friend. Hi, Walter. I was at the mall today, and guess what happened? I met the most wonderful girl. And then this guy going into kind of a locked room in a basement, it appears, in a bathroom area, and having a girl most likely tied up. As I slowly looked at it more and more, the resemblance to my Kayla was so uncanny that it just hit hard. We never had seen anything like that before, and it started to uh, kind of flood our email with a number of people responding, saying it looks a lot like Kayla Berg, and you should do something about it. The Antigo police released the information on social media, triggering a national response. News programs, as seen here on ABC's World News Tonight, pick up the story. The chilling video discovered on YouTube, a young man, a girl appears tied up in his home, and the FBI is now on it tonight. Everybody really saw, yeah, there might be a connection, this might be the answer. The race is on to find the man in the YouTube video. To see something like this kills you. We need to know if that's my daughter or if there's another child that can be in dire need of help. Now, after seven years on the internet, officials from the Antigo PD, FBI, and the Center for Missing and Exploited Children take exactly three days to discover that the video is a hoax made by actors and has nothing to do with Kayla or any other young woman's disappearance. Although the experience leaves Kayla's mother rattled, Hope knows she must stay strong for Kayla, especially since Kayla's father died back in 2011. He passed, firmly believing that Kayla would come home one day. 
For Kayla's friends, the void she's left in their lives has never gone away. What we took for granted with her coming back from Texas, we had no idea that that piece would now be missing for eight years. And it's so hard to accept on how much of our life she has missed out on. Today, the classmates are all wearing bracelets. Kayla Berg, stay in the back of our minds today. We'll always remember you. It's like part of me is missing, in a sense, because her and I were so close. I still have hope and always will because she's my best friend, but just pray that she comes home safely. While those who know Kayla will always remember the bubbly gymnast that brought so much light into their lives, law enforcement says it will never give up their efforts to find out where she is and what happened to her. Every day this case is on my mind, you know, what can I do differently, what have I missed? It's an everyday thought. Well, and you know, at this point, we just gotta keep clearing out area. Right, okay. Yeah. I think all of us that are involved in the case have kind of committed to the fact that we're not gonna stop looking for Kayla. And until investigators have something concrete to go on, all family and friends can do is wait. Wait for the truth to come out about what happened to Kayla just a few weeks before her 16th birthday. I think there's people out there that know something. I still feel like there is someone hiding something. I think there was an accident that night. I think someone made a mistake. And I think that they got scared. And because they are scared, we still don't know where Kayla is or what happened to her. And that's all we want to know. We just want to bring her home. My main goal is to get the answers that I seek. And of course, my obvious goal is to have her back. Because if I get her back, I'm probably going to hug her and never let her go ever again. I just need to know what happened to her. If you have any information about Kayla Berg or her disappearance, please contact the Antigo Police Department at 715-627-6411. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.